I hit Michael Caine in the head one time when we were not like, that Michael Caine. No, not the actor. My friend that I went to high you school. Hit. I hit Michael Caine. Yeah, I hit Michael in Caine. the head one time. Yes, that's that. Thank you. I get it now. Yeah. Because I, uh, oh God, he kept like, I feel really bad about it even now. I was maybe seventeen or eighteen, and he he and I got in a argument about how he kept saying Jim Morrison was a brilliant poet, and I was like, no, he wasn't. He was horrible lyricist, and I got very frustrated, and so I smacked him in so the head. So you smacked him in the head. Yeah. That's uh, a riveting story. Yeah, it's good conflict resolution there. But it made him a better actor, I think. Yes. Yeah. So he went. He went on to do again. Not that Michael Caine. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, we're going. We're running. We're a man down tonight. We're a man down. Uh, man no, down. No Kevin this evening. Um, I hope he is successful in whatever endeavor he. Uh, you know what? I t- and I have to take this back. Um, I told Skyler yesterday when I got the text. Not that I care that he couldn't record tonight. Um, it would have been lovely to see him, but you know he's obviously got something going on. But I told Skyler when I got the text, I was like, "I'll bet you a million bucks it's because of the, because." And she goes, "Baseball playoffs?" And I was like, "Yeah, but they but I was wrong." No, the Astros aren't playing yet. So, yeah, I know I was wrong. So I I, lo- I lost a million bucks on that, but I didn't know tonight. Wow. You should write her an IOU. Yeah, how much do you owe her at this point? Mm, a lot. Yeah, a with lot. my like sp- spurious debt. Well, let's let's debts. work that off. Let's get into it. All right. Well, we'll get into it on the show. I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. This somebody likes it. We have a. Um, Non-celebrity death watch, but kind of celebrity in a roundabout way. Who, the Beatles engineer? No, but that's that's another one. They come in threes. Uh, Peggy Sue from the... Um, that is true, uh, the Buddy Holly song. Buddy Holly song. The inspiration for the Buddy Holly song is no longer that. with us. Yeah, she just died, and um, sh- I guess she wrote a book a couple of years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I don't know, um, which that's amazing to parlay being... Your name Part being of a famous a, song of a famous song into a book because she's I think she's continued to live her whole life you know very behind the scenes um, and she said that she considered herself and Buddy Holly um, good friends in high school oh well that's yeah. sweet yeah sounds like it was a riveting read yeah well Nothing she outlived else. him by what fifty years at least more than that. probably more than that yeah. yeah so I don't know. But she seemed like a very pleasant woman. Oh, night two thousand eight. Whatever happened to Peggy Sue? A memoir by Buddy Holly's Peggy Sue, to mark the fiftieth. So sixty years. Man, it feels yeah. like there's got to be a lot of filler in that book. <laughs> but you don't know how long it was. There's just a lot of Peggy, Peggy, maybe Peggy. It was, yeah, maybe it was <laughs> pop up. I don't know. Oh. Well, she really did seem like a like a sweet person, and so you know. I don't know. R.I.P. Who is the other? Oh, yeah. What was his name? Jeff Emery. Jeff, yeah. Yes. And frankly, I i mean, I'd probably read his name at some point, but not nearly as much as this week. I, d- I just read a, an anecdote about some of the recording of, of the White Album and how he, he got pissed off at Paul McCartney and, and left the building and the rest of the was engineered by somebody else. But it's a long anecdote that I was think... Quint- I w- was I Quincy th- Jones in it? Call him th- no playing <laughs> motherfuckers? It, hey, did you just see that Quincy Jones... <laughs> A documentary? I haven't watched it yet. It's oh, on HBO, I believe. Yeah. Oh, wait. What did what did Quincy Jones say? Like they're a bunch of no. He a bunch of no no playing motherfuckers. motherfuckers and Ringo like couldn't like I don't know. Where's the effect of like he couldn't drum his way out of a paper bag? He said that like Paul McCartney was the worst bass player he had ever heard. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess I read. Okay, Paul McCartney's been in the news a lot lately because his album debuted at number one, but even before that, like, promote, uh, for some reason, this is the album he decides to pop up and promote everywhere, like, including, up to and including this GQ article where he talks about how... Oh, he and um, uh, John, John Lennon, Lennon just had a wank? Yeah, well, it wasn't just the two of them. There were two other guys, and it was in the dark, and they all... Mark, you look surprised. Do you like not know about circle the, jerk yes, kind of thing? Yes, Well, yes. no, I don't think they touched each other. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. They, they, they all jerked off, in, but I think the, the lights were off. Nobody saw anything, and he said, like, we were just kidding. Like we, I was like, well, as I'll, one does, so like a, an empty bukkake. 
I guess, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. All I, he just, you know, I it's Paul McCartney. He says everything like it's just like this pleasant little thing, you know. Well, like, he's Paul. Oh, like, you know, we, you know, we had a wink. He, he's, <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of how I imagine it too. I watched the Quincy Jones. Oh, by the way, he says in that same interview, I think. He's that was the one he's basically said he called up Quincy Jones. He's like, What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, I didn't say that. He's like, Okay, Quincy, like, so whatever. But I just did watch that Quincy Jones documentary, uh, which is pretty entertaining. Um, boy, did he have his fingerprints on lots of stuff. Lots of sh- I didn't realize he wrote the Sanford and Son theme song. I don't I know why that. that was the most impressive thing in the whole movie that I, I did, did not, not know. know. No. Well, in the beginning of okay, so Rashida Jones, I think, directed it. She does a lot of like, like handheld camera. She's a fetching woman. She is that. That's and talented. That's, that's and talented <laughs> as well. And funny. She's, she's got a lot going for her. Um. So anyway, I think it says in the beginning, uh, music by Quincy Jones. So they use all of this music like that he's composed in the past, and that's one of the things. So he wrote a you know. All kinds of shit. That is not Celebrity Death Watch. He is still around. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, but, I, well, but, he, but he got. But we didn't physically we didn't. anyway. Uh, I don't know if he's mentally. No, all no, there. he seems like he's all all there. But uh, it's it's always h- difficult for us to get through this time of year without at least once mentioning Austin City Limits Music Festival. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and get that out of the way because we're talking about Sir Paul and it. Oh yeah. Well, real quick, I I would like to point out to our listeners that uh, there's a giant Matthew McConaughey head in Mark's office right now. Yeah, there is. Uh, It's on the other side. I'll show you. So if if you happen to see McConaughey or Leo DiCaprio at this year's Austin City Limits, uh, you'll know that uh, I'm maybe somewhere close behind. Um, But I am excited because Friday night I do get to see Sir Paul. Play live, pretty. Uh, that's awesome. exciting, and you know, I don't know. He he may outlive us all, but it's potentially the only time I'll. He probably still get sounds to see him. pretty damn good, man. Did you guys watch that James Corden thing that came? I think I've asked this before. Um, it came out a couple of months ago, yeah, like the carpool yeah. karaoke, like highly, highly entertaining. Um, but I, I did not see that one. I, I, I recommend check it out. that you do. I I would say in no it's small part, it's pretty great. Yeah. I would say in no small it had in no small part a hand in how uh, like a little bit of his resurgence. It was been viewed so many times. It went so viral. Uh, oh, I, after it, I just read this after that. After he did that, then um, the Beatles number one went back in the top forty. So they've got some legs. Turns out they were they were decent songwriters. Uh, I would I would say so. Yes. Okay. You want to get into this? Oh wait! Oh, you. That's I forgot. You want to talk about this? Yeah, Mark's got something. Led Zeppelin's back in. They're back in court. the news. Back in court. Yep. Um, so what is it this time? Uh, you mentioned it, but I haven't. I, I don't know. Yeah. So anything about it? So apparently, the last time they were in court, uh, the decision was made based off of uh, musicians playing the songs. Both Stairway to Heaven and the one that it's claimed by to have been ripped, ripped off. Yes, by Spirit. So they had a musician play those. So it was. It's. It has been overturned, and they're re. They're being sued again, and this time the jury will actually listen to the original recordings. Just give them the goddamn money and give Seriously, a give a co 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 writing. You know, like. Co- written by Led Zeppelin and Spirit, or wh- whoever the main writer was, and Randy California, I believe, actually was what he was going by at the time. I think I think you're right about that. It sounds right. That's amazing. You died remember a, the died weirdest in a riptide, uh, saving his son, I believe. You uh, remember? You remember stuff? Some things I do. Some things I do. Um, what are we here to talk about, Shane? Ariana Grande, sweetener. So uh, before we get into this record, I want to say, like, kind of. Well, a couple things. Um, we don't do a lot of pop music on this, especially pop records that have gone to number one. We did Janet Jackson about three years ago, I think. Well, yeah, but current pop stuff. I mean, uh, yeah. we've also done like, uh, oh shit, what's her name? The crazy one from the Fugees. Oh, um, Lauren Hill. Yeah, Lauren yeah, Hill. Um, stuff like that. But I've been really interested in this chick. Like, regardless of, her, I didn't know shit about her music. Um, I mean, 
Well, she hosted Saturday Night Live. She was hilarious on Saturday Night Live. No, she was great. She was super funny, which might have something to do with the fact that she's now engaged to a really funny comedian. And I think he's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, you know, she's got pipes. She's stunningly beautiful. Absolutely. Um, but never never listen to oh, it, listen to her in her music and also, you know, other stuff we'll talk about in a minute, like that when she, that, that that concert that she was doing in England a couple of years ago where like the bombs exploded and all those people died. Like Oh yeah. It's been an it's been an eventful couple of years for she's her. She's had yeah, an eventful point. life. Like she's been famous since she was like what like nine yeah or she something? was like on the disney channel uh her ex-boyfriend who she was in a very tumultuous relationship with like just abusive died. relationship yeah. right? abusive yeah. yeah just died a couple weeks ago um by the way i heard i've never fucking heard of him outside of her relationship with him i hadn't either and i heard one of his songs on the radio the other night and it was fucking great really like yeah i could not i can't it was i don't know I don't know. I wish I had written down the the title because I'd tell you to go look it up. Like I was really surprised. Didn't sound like any kind of hip hop out there anywhere. It was there's like some Brazilian kind of stuff going on. But anyway, so all right, Ariana Grande Sweetener. So Sweetener's the name of the album. Sweetener's the name of the album. Okay, so the first track on this record, immediately I'm like, fuck. This is why we don't fucking listen to this shit. <laughs> but. My, I have to say, like once I got through that, that my opinion changed greatly, and I'm probably in the minority on this in the room. Well, but I, I, a couple things. Well, I was in the middle I, of talking. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Um, there are some songs on this record that I, I have some nitpicks with, but take those if I can get around them. The song at the second song on the record, Blaze, like that's one of the fucking catchiest songs I've heard in a. Lo- if I could get rid of Pharrell's annoying, like singing part I think that that's one of the best songs I've heard all year um, and there are a number of those on this record now there's also a number of fucking shit bomb songs that I don't ever want to hear again but overall me personally like thumbs way up and I am very surprised to hear myself say that but I guess I'm a sucker for a hook and there's a lot of fucking hooks on this alright well I fucking hate this record I knew you, um, I knew you would that's yeah. why uh, however <clears throat> there is one song on it that I fucking love. Uh, Which and, is? I uh, think the Light is Coming, the oh, one with really? Nicki yeah, Minaj on it. I, I love that song. I it, knew I knew that's the one you were going to like. It's a great like club track. Like I want to go to a club and listen to that. I, I mean, love her voice. I think her she's angelic, the way she sings. I, well, she got range, she's, like, she's got serious pipes. Yes, and I just so. feel like with 99% of these songs... There's something that they throw in there that just completely, like, it's a buzzkill for me. Well, I, so I, I feel like there's a lot of that, and I, if I can get over that, then the hooks, just her voice and the hooks just completely ended sure. up winning well, me the, over. The fact is, like, I'm sure when, when they were putting together the marketing for this record or recording it or whatever, um, they were not thinking of 46-year-old man. Uh, and who they were trying to reach, because they, they definitely didn't. And I put her in that same category, and, and this is a little bit broad, because it's not just a year-specific thing, but I have a genre of music that I just kind of categorize in my head as this year's Britney. And this is not that. Dude. It's it's kind of that. She's no, more talented not. than Britney Spears. Those are way better songs um, than that. Like those, the like all the songs she does with Pharrell on this record are fucking. But awesome. it's just that it's it's just it's a way more interesting production. It's it's not anywhere near like a. It Britney sounds focused. How, let's let's go ahead and listen to how right. over the top Britney Spears stuff is, and let's listen to some of this. Really, it's all really low key, and very sparse instrumentation for the most part on the record. It's just a dumb comparison. I'm just saying that's that's the whether the way it feels mean. Maybe that's who it's marketed to is the same audience. That's true. But, who would you who would you compare it to of that same? It's it's a little bit more Mariah Carey. There's in, a in the little bit of Mariah styling. Carey on some of the songs because it kind of goes a little '90s, but it's really interesting, man. I like that's the thing. I kept going back and kept going like some of this fucking production is so crazy weird that it like just in and of it. She does a goddamn Imogene Heap song um, on here. Like I don't know if you guys remember who she is. Like she did that Fru Fru record in the early 2000s. Um, she's like an English avant-garde pop artist. Like 
she she does one of her songs, and it's which one is that? What? Uh, Good night and go. Okay. Um, and it's just weird. It's just weird product. There's a lot of weird shit on here, and it, that's that's okay. I take that's the reason I take umbrage with like the Britney Spears thing. I agree with what you're saying with who it's marketed to. Mm-hmm. That that's the kind of people that like that are gonna like this kind of thing. But this is a way weirder record overall. And I listened to it a shit ton of times because I really liked it. Um, but um, like I said, I was probably in the minority in this room. There are things in here that annoy the shit out of me, like on Blaze with that Pharrell Williams. I, w- I, w- I do want to listen to that because that hook is so fucking good. Uh, and the production's weird as shit. And also, um, there's another one, uh, I think it's Better Off, o- o- where uh, there's a... Um, I can't remember which one it is. I'll have to look. But uh, there's a fucking annoying, like, Carlos Santana guitar lead in there or something. Take that out, and the song is beautiful. There's just really, like, I agree with what you're saying. There's a little nit mark. I'm pointing at Mark. Yeah. There's little nitpicky things in a lot of these songs that I'm just like, (sighs) but then, like, I don't know. Overall, I found it a very pleasurable listen. And I found myself not understanding. I I, I, I struggled to get through it, man. Yeah, I knew you would. Because you're not a very adventurous listener. And this is a, this is a, there's a lot of weird shit on this. As much as I didn't like most of the record, I absolutely adore The Light is Coming. I I knew you were going to like that song. When I say you're not an adventurous listener, I don't mean it as a dig. It's just you know what you like. Mm -hmm. And you don't really go outside that. Um, very much like, and I don't mean that as a dig. I suppose that's true. Uh, every now and then something comes up and bites me in the ass, and I just I wouldn't have expected it. Like sure. all the solo Will Smith shit that I love. Like who'd have thought it? <laughs> that's, like, so, that's so great. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's lovely. Why don't we, you want to hear one of these? Let's listen to that. You know, I was gonna put Blaze in, but I want to I want to play that Good Night and Good Night and Go. It's interesting because she. Um, Okay, so you guys don't remember that Fru Fru record? I well, remember Imogen no. Heap. Well, I've heard no, the name sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't it recall. Was, it came out, it, but it was one of those. It was one of those records. It came out in like two thousand two, two thousand three. But it's one of those records that, like, every time you went to a coffee shop or something like that, it was on. It was sort of like, you know, like how Starbucks used to have those like CDs that, like, would have like yeah, they'd have them on the counter. I know, um, but they would have like kind of like, for lack of a better word, like alternative music but it was like geared for a very specific audience you know like um it was like a triple a type triple a but a little more i don't know what word i'm looking for here like a a a little a a little a little more i was gonna say a little more less than but you know not going for the little fair crowd but just a little edgier than that and like that frou-frou stuff was kind of part of that um anyway but so this song uh, the first two verses she wrote, or somebody wrote. I'm assuming it's her because she's a fan of Imogen Heap. And then the le- and then the rest of the song is is the Imogen Heap song, like all the lyrics. So the for some reason the first like verse or two verses are are different, and then the entire rest of the song are the lyrics that were recorded by somebody else. I cannot figure out why the fuck they did that, but um, I think the production is a interesting on this. So anyway. Well, let's get into it. I was thinking while we were listening to that, I think a, a large part of why you don't like this, and this is why I expected myself not to like it, like, while her voice is pleasing aesthetically, like, just 
in general. It's, it's also pop singer voice. It's pop singer voice, and there's a lot of in, and I, I, this is just my own personal hang up. But like vocal gymnastics are never gonna be my thing. Yeah, me neither. That's why I hated that first song. I, you know, like I think that she, in general, for me, um, she does. She doesn't do the stuff like I know that. Like I went back and listened to some other stuff, and it's just like ah, oh, that's too Mariah Carey. Even though I like Mariah Carey from the, can I? Well, I, I can I can you know, on one level see that like she's incredible. Like I'm talking about well both of them really, but Ariana Grande in this case, like she's definitely talented. Like I'm not trying to take anything away from her, and then there's nothing wrong with you if you like this music. It's just not where I. It's not where I live. No, no, of course not. Uh, like I fully anticipate that too. But I think that but that just. I, I realized that I was like, oh, it's a pop, it's a pop singer voice. But she she does a little bit of vocal trilling, but but most of the record isn't that way, or else I would have fucking found it unlistenable. I think she throws it in like in this one, like it like using a salt shaker occasionally it comes in. But if that's something that if you don't like the rest of it, if you don't like the like again the pop voice or whatever, then that's just gonna be like well, glaringly obviously annoying. Well, and the other thing that and maybe not that song as much, I think that probably not not as egregious but some of this record felt like focus grouped to me like there's so many layers of production and like it's such you know finely polished that that it went through rounds of like consumer testing or something I don't know man I th- again I, I think you should go back and do a re- I mean you won't but no, it's I'm a, really it's, not, it's a very sparse record for most of it I mean like if you go back and I'm, and I'm not like relishing like Taking the piss out of this thing, I'm just not its target market. No, like, I don't and think I, and you I are think at she, all. I'm just. I think she seems like a cool chick, I'm, and I'm, I'm all not, about. Pete I'm not Davidson. saying you are yeah. at all, but when you say that about the production, like there's some stuff that, yeah, I mean the singles and shit, hell yeah, they're like that. But it's there's there's a there's a very sparse amount of instrumentation on most of the record, which is another thing that I that that won me over for sure. Yeah, I, I did notice that too, and I think if I had, I think if I went back and like just listened to the the last third of this album i think i would like really get a lot more out of those songs there's a couple in the first part that i just i really like rem rem is probably the best song on the record yeah um, which is not about the band by the way in any way shape or form no well it is about rapid eye movement well right which is which how they got the name for the, the band name, so yeah. tangentially it is about the band uh, I don't, I don't know. If that, I don't know if that transitive property is going to extend pretty sick all the way there. there, Ryan. Yeah, that was hardcore. <laughs> There's a bunch of. You know what? I'll tell you what. There's a couple of songs on here that I, I think that went a long way toward bringing me around. Um, that I just did not. I hated the title track. That I hated. God is a woman, and I hated the title track. Sweetener. Um, and successful musically was good, but I just I get what they're saying with the lyrics, but I just. I uh, so oh successful. That's the one where she just brags all the way through it. No, it's not about her bragging about being her being successful. If you go back and read the lyrics, it's like a a girl. I figured it had to be ironic or something because yeah. like that's real dick. No, Fer- Pharrell wrote that song for somebody else. Actually, it's about a girl taking charge of like the situation with like things are going good for her. Like she just got a, like a promotion from her company. She's trying to hook up with this guy. Like she's just having a great. Yeah, day. I've heard that song twice, and I was like. Really? Like, like yeah. you talk about like you know how successful you are. It, now you're pretty and shit. No, like, no, she is pretty. <laughs> she is very pretty. Uh, well, the first time I ever saw her, I was at the gym and I had never ever heard of her. But it was when she had the the kitty ears thing that she did for a while, and she was like, I don't know, Jimmy Fallon or some shit. And I'd never seen her before. I went home and I was like, Oh my god, this chick is so hot. And Skyler, like, I showed Skyler like a picture of her. She's like, she's a little girl. <laughs> well, she has that little girl quality. She's probably she was like twenty one at the she's time. She's like twenty five like, or twenty six now, and she still looks like she's about like sixteen. It's, it's true. Yeah, it's not. She she doesn't have like you know. It's not like she's just classically beautiful. It would <laughs> she doesn't have like one of the yeah right. If I had been infantilizing her like you know sexualizing her, then I would feel gross. But I wasn't. I was just commenting just, on like, aesthetically how pretty she was. Yeah, she's yes. very aesthetically pleasing. And and then, but then, so Skyler was like Ariana Grande, and then and then she went on to Jimmy Fallon, and like she was like <laughs> doing all these impressions of people. And that's the first time we were like, oh, well, she's actually funny. I mean, she she's like a no, and I think she did one of those Pandora spots that they've done a couple times when they've had um, 
like hosts on on SNL that are also singers. Uh, I think it was Drake was the other one, but like they they have a, a sketch where it's like Pandora like artist radio goes down and they have to like. Oh yeah, she did um, do that. Yeah, yeah, I think she did one where she did several different artists and like she undoubt, unda- undoubtedly talented and like comic timing, like all the shit. Yeah, like she's, she's funny. I'm a fan of her. I'm just not crazy about like. Oh. The Look, record. Well, it makes more sense now, like when I listen to it. I think, you know, if you could get past the voice, I think you'd find the music a lot more interesting. I'm just not going to be able, I just don't be able yeah. to get into it, pop it's voice. Not, it's, not, it's not something I'm telling you that, like, it's not required listening or anything. I get what your, what your situation is. Well, it was this is. week. Okay. Well, repeated required listening. That's true. But let's do another one of these songs. You want to do that REM song? I'd love to. Okay. Let's do that. Noise you just made. I said, yes, sir. Ha ha. Yeah. Now, that song sounds a little better, like, on repeated listening, I guess. But There's, that's a kind of. I a think it is her voice that, like, just that style of it's, singing. It's I'm the never, style. That's what I'm saying. The pop I'm voice. I'm never going to be able to get over. That's what, see, that, see, that's how I used to feel about Mariah Carey in the early 90s. And then by the time we got to, um, I don't know, 1995, Sweet Sweet Fantasy Baby, I was all in. Is that the one with the Tom Tom Club yes. sample in it? Yeah, all my chips in, man. I love that song so much. Um, still, yeah. I but know. you know the other. But the other thing about that is that she really cut down on the Mariah Carey. There's a little. There's a little of the trilling in the in the end of that song. But um, she was like the queen of the vocal gymnastics back in the day. Oh like yeah, it, oh, yeah. It was yeah. just like every song was just like this extended workout, and like I was well, exhausted listening also to it. Also, a human dog whistle. Yeah. Well, no, she could hit like a higher note than anybody else, isn't that the deal? Yeah, hit notes that people couldn't hear is what I'm saying. Yeah, like six octave range, like it's like the, yeah, it's it's incredible what she could do. But was she married to like a a massive record executive? Yeah, she Tommy Mottola. Tommy Mottola. Yeah. God, you remember the weirdest, most random shit. (laughs) I can see the guy. I can see a picture of them in my mind's eye. But he was like sixty-five, and she was like twenty-five or something. Yeah, she was like nineteen when she started out. So, or even younger, maybe I don't know. But by the time (laughs) "Sweet Sweet Fantasy Baby" had rolled around, she kind of toned it down a little bit. And I think that's a lot of what Ariana Grande is doing on this record. Like she really is toning it, like her. Ability to do the vocal gymnastics and get. Plus, you got to think about this. Like, this is the f- okay. So we we we. Uh, I touched on it just a little bit at the beginning, at the top of the show. But so she played that concert in Manchester um, in May of 2017. And so I don't know if it. Uh, 22 people. I've forgotten all about it. That's like, they, the frequency with which these mass shootings occur. Is this, well, this wasn't a shooting. It was bombing it. People were like nail bombs. Yeah. Like bombs okay. went off in the lobby. Well. These people brought in bombs. Five hundred people were injured. Twenty-two died. Um, like, and she took it f- super personally. You know, how could you? I, not? I no, I can't imagine. And then yeah, so I think like a lot of times, like the fact that she was able to put out a, a record like with, um, not wallowing in that. There's there's some there's a couple of lyrics that are a little girl powery, which is fine. She deserves to get that shit, but so. Uh, it's this is horrible like after mac miller had that overdose she was getting death threats like well that was, that was her ex right yeah the rapper um you know like they're blaming it on like people were all over twitter and stuff like blaming his death on her like she's the reason that he had to take to drugs and like blaming the woman again for whatever fucking reason 
uh, she left an abusive relationship, but it's her fault that he fucking OD'd. Oh, of course. Uh, on fentanyl, uh, I think. The fact is, is like, woman's had a difficult foot. Let, let, I mean, she was in that relationship for several years, and regardless of how she had to leave it, she probably still loved him in some way. Um, and she's had... She's had a tough couple fucking years. Like, don't attack her with death threats about it's her fault and, and say it's her fault that this dude died. I don't know. All right. Do some well, intermission music? Let's few do minutes some intermission with? music let's in a few that. minutes with. All right. So this week, uh, Kevin is meant to have the middle, um, but uh, since he's not here, um, I think I can take it. What do you got for us, Mark? Well, uh, a band named after uh, uh, a character from... Barbarella? From Rodol's book, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, This is 1994's Veruca Salt. Oh, yeah. With Seether. Was um, that was such a pleasant watch. Trip down memory lane. No trip down memory lane, but it had everything mid nineties alternative rock in that video. Fisheye lens. Yeah, lots of that. Um, lots of like kind of semi hippie clothes. Yeah, but yeah, semi hippie slash like punky kind of like thrift store stuff, like washed out oh. color. Um, quite a lo- lot of cats. A lot of cats. I like that. I like that part of it. Doubled up girl vocals. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, Mark's like, uh, was this the you know, was this before the Breeders? I was like, no, actually, the Breeders that first record came out in '90, and then '93 had Last Splash. But like, I think of this band as like Breeders light. You know, like the Breeders were like more substantial. I can't say that I know any other songs by Veruca Salt. I might, but. They had they any. had one more smaller hit no, on the record after this. Yeah, on the rec on the one where they were like glammed out and stuff. It came out yeah, like four years later. Or they're like jumping around. Seven ninety eight. Yeah, it was yeah. sort of like more glam rock. Um, I remember liking that song too, but God only knows what the fuck it was or how it went. But I liked it at the yeah, time. Yeah, I remember thinking, eh, yeah, that's all right. Salt, that's one of those bands that you just, they just kind of. When you hear them, you're like, "Oh yeah," but then oh, they yeah, just then they just faded back into memory, you know. I don't know anybody who's like going back and listening to their old Veruca Salt LPs. You would be amazed at the crazy shit that every band that was ever big has. Well, like, I, I've, I've like stated it before on this show. Every every band you've ever heard of, that's somebody's favorite band, and I'm sure Veruca Salt is somebody's favorite band. And can I? Here's an interesting thing to think about to consider. After listening to Seether, which is a perfectly good song, there was a bidding war for this band. Huge bidding war. I think they well, had. I mean, if you listen to the song, I mean, it's it's exactly what was popular at the time, yeah. and it's and it's it's more broad in its approach than some of the stuff that maybe was a little better. It 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 didn't chart very high, and I think they got a million dollar signing bonus. And this is twenty five years ago, so that was the same deal with a uh, helmet. Think, I think, yeah, Helmet did way better than Veruca Salt, though. Helmet sold a lot, a lot of they records. They did, but they really only had one hit. Yeah, but they sold a lot of records, and they're still selling a lot of records. So, record All company, right. you got to bar. I guess you got to. What I'm, I'm making like gambling. Wait, that like, put all my chips in. You got to throw your dice right. Oh, 
I'm you know. not sure what game that is, but uh, oh, that's a fu- I'm making it up tonight. Uh, okay, I'm not sure what it's called either. Let's call it Seether. <laughs> All right, that sounds, that sounds Seether right Jack. Mark, sir, any comments? I like this song. It's, it's a good song. <laughs> no, I and I completely agree. This this uh, this video, this song encompass so much of my life from ninety. Two ninety three, all the way up to like ninety five, ninety six, and that. Were you in a band at this point? Span. Yeah, I was. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. I went and read some reviews today because um, I was enjoying listening to this so much. Um, they, was, it was well received. Like even it was Pitchfork incredible. dug it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Pitchfork got an eight point one, giving an eight point one, which was jaw dropping for me. Um, I expected. I mean, I, number one, I was. I, I guess I was surprised that Pitchfork even. Reviewed I just it. think of Pitchfork has like always fallen over themselves for like I don't know bizarre garage rock or something. Well, I, I've heard recent. I've been reading recently that you know they they're, they're trying to expand their broaden palette, their as appeal. it were. Yeah. As, you know, I guess anyone in the, not technically print medium, but, you know, the printed whatever is having they're, to. They're like the online equivalent of Rolling Stone, really. I mean, even though Rolling Stone has an online presence, but, like, they're kind of the review site, probably mm-hmm. the, the most dominant one. Yeah, probably. and it's it's definitely, um, it's definitely different than it was, I would say, 10 years ago, definitely different than 15 years ago, but... I you know I read this this review um, and it's not it it's not the snarky it's it is not the it's not your daddy's pitchfork you know it's just a straight with uh, like the pavement review written on like a yellow legal pad and like trying to use chicken scratch just trying just somebody keeping their their um, their metaphor dictionary just right there at hand like at any point they can be referencing for words that nobody knows except well, it, them well it seems like. Pitchfork for the longest time was all about hipster street cred, and now they're trying to. I mean, they probably still want to be that, but they also want to reach out to others and make money and buy things. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so that's not that one would hope. Uh, yeah, it's not too. Now we know their motive. Um, I like the last line of uh, it's uh, of the um. Of the Pitchfork review, it's it's talking about the last song on the record, and this is how they end it. They say, excuse me, like much of Sweetener, the song is musically sparse, but encompasses a kaleidoscope of vocal tones. It's here, four albums in, that the true multitudes of her voice, and by extension herself, blossom. And I think like it's, I, I like, I agree with a lot of what they're saying there, but I just think that's a sweet way to put it, because... God damn, that chick's had a fuck of a couple of years, man. So I, I would have a, I would probably have a nervous breakdown if, like, I held a show and a bunch of people died at it. Yeah, not fun. No. Well, there yeah. were so there were a lot of, of I read a, a bunch of reviews today. Rolling, like I said, Pitchfork at eight point one, Rolling Stone had four out of five, said it's her best album yet. I can't say for sure. I, again, this is not. The kind of music I reach for. This is not Beach House. This is not Beach House. But I thoroughly enjoy this record. And um, I think... Well, Ryan... Ryan did like one one song. I I love this song. It's a great song. And I want to say that... As much as I'm not crazy about the rest of the record, I I totally, 100% am on board. I, I, I thought so much the first time I heard this song last week. I was like... Oh shit! This is gonna be the one that because uh, the this first could be Ryan's I, the, jam. The, the first thing I thought of when I thought of that was "Ain't No Hollaback Girl." Not that it sounds like that, but it's no, the kind but of it has like that, kind of propulsive beat thing yeah, going it's on. Kind of sh- it's the kind of shit that you're into. But anyway, that's the the uh, the light that's coming. So let's the light is coming. Yeah, let's listen to that. Hey yo, trophy wife, out you won me. Until you had to find out it's one me. Now, now you benched all your bum knee. Now I'm the bad guy, call me Chun Li. 
Cause you were slipping, yup, you clumsy. And everything I peep can't just unsee. Zips tea, and it's unsweet. With respect, bud girl, when me done speak. Now we shooting a shot like drive by. Why you had to make me go call up my side guy? Can't let the F boy F up my nice vibe. Yo, Ariana, come let me get you a high five. The light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. The light is coming to give back everything the darkness stole. Yeah, man, I'm all about that. Uh, I will say this though: don't listen to it on computer speakers, because um, like sorry. the foundation <laughs> of that song is that just giant fat <clears throat> bass sound, that that, trap beat. Yeah, and like uh, I was listening to it in the car, and like I have a decent car stereo. I mean, I'm you know not throwing out 15 inch Rockford Fosgates or anything, but like if uh, you if you were. Wouldn't that be like as a forty-six-year-old middle-aged man? You had some kickers in the back, (laughs) yeah. The trunk. Check out my subs, man. Uh, But yeah, I definitely knew people like that in high school. But anyhow, uh, but that song just has like that that giant deep bass, that rumbling thing at the bottom, like, uh, and then just like this herky-jerky kind of vocal thing going on over it. I just think it's a very well-composed song. and like, I would like to go to a club and listen to that song, have one drink and leave. Um, I don't think you'd go to a club, have one drink and leave. Well, I, it's go to the, next the kind club. of club, it, the it, kind of club that would play this song. Oh, I okay, probably okay. would not it, be if all the that. Songs into the that rest. came after this were the rest of this album. He would leave. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, no. Well, I guess what I I, I I corrected myself. I'm saying you'd go have one drink and leave and go to the club next door. Go to the better. Yeah. Go see go a, ba- a go see a live club. go see a live band. <laughs> right. I don't know. Mark is not so much about this song. I do not like this song. That is another thing that is unsurprising to me. <laughs> yeah. I, um, don't get me wrong. I like uh, clever uses of samples. I just feel like uh, this one, the sample is just... It's, it's it's such an annoying sample, and it's so overused. That's what I'm saying. If he had just used it a couple of times, but there's one point when she comes in and sings, it goes the length of the verse, and it... It's once you hear it, it, you can't unhear it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, man. She does that like, uh, like vocal arpeggio thing, uh, and I dig that. Like I don't know, like, she just get like got it, everything that, right on this that one. Vocal harmonic uh, gymnastics, not necessarily, because okay. like when I think of the vocal gymnastics, Trying it's, it's like that. that elongating one note. He all makes up his, and he down. He makes up his own rules. Yeah, like all the, and, and well, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, like how he can't listen to detuned Mac DeMarco songs, but you put the right kind of like complete like out of tune distortion on it. And he's like, I love this. Yeah. Well, and you even said like you make up your own rules. So that, that's true. You know, like it's not yes, an. We, ac- we all do. This so. year's Britney is not an actual genre. Oh God, it's so <laughs> not Britney Spears. I really want to. No, I I know like how overloaded a Britney Spears song and how compared to this. I do find it interesting though that this is the song that you really like, and I well, mean, you know Shane what, and I clearly this is not our favorite. Well, you know what? What it partially I, is, I it's I, like I I, I I don't mind. I'm in the in the middle, like. So, like, a lot of this record has, and I thought of you quite a bit when I was listening to this, Mark, because uh, they're, like, kind of pre-programmed beats, and, like, it takes away some of the humanity, you know, that that I, I just miss, and, and maybe that's why I don't get behind a whole lot of modern pop music. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little clinical or whatever, but this one is so weird that it feels like it brings some of the humanity back. Well, I don't know if that makes sense. And I don't sense. disagree with you there. Like, with... When when we listened to Beach House, like I felt like the the vocals were very soulful. And, you wanted and live very drums human. though, and I wanted live drums. I wanted that. I wanted that feel. I of, I, I agree with you that, on, on that, that Beach House about that particular here. Record. I feel like, and you mentioned at the top, just the way that 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 um, that instrumentation is kind of pulled. Way down in this, yeah. It's and the really percussion, and the percussion, and the vocals really rule on this, and I think it works in this case for me. I have no problem personally with. I I get what you're saying about Beach House. I have an issue a lot of times with that kind of music with drum machines, but some like like Chil- like Toro Imoa or like um, there's some 
acts that just wouldn't sound right with live drums in the background. I think drum machines sound right. Like it just it just completely it's contingent for me on each individual artist. So me personally. I'll just make it about me for a second. Well, it's always about you a little bit. I know. You know a third of a third of it's about you tonight. At least tonight. Third, not yeah. a quarter, a quarter of it. Yeah. You've, Usually, you've gained a percentage. Oh, uh, in the in the self importance. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning of the show, I was going to tell you guys when we did like the, you know, before the theme music. Uh, so I was like, I'm Shane, and, uh, and he's like, I'm Ryan, and you're like, I'm Mark. And then I had to like think on my feet real quick because like I felt my brain waiting. I was just gonna There's sit there and wait for Kevin to say I'm Kevin because I was like, oh shit, you're gonna be waiting for a while. Yeah, I had to like I had to scramble. You know, like you know, like on a hand. Well, you, well, you recovered cartoon. well, man. I didn't notice. Well, uh, yeah, I'm always two beats ahead. Well, yeah. You know, like on a Hanna Barbera cartoon where like they're they're running really, f- they're running too fast, like a they're so fast that they don't that go they, anywhere. They, 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 yeah. 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 Is that the noise they make? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> always, you know what? I'll, this is so not necessarily on topic, but uh, in the Scooby Doo cartoons where they're like being chased by like the bad guy or whatever, and they just so, show the same they background just, going show, by yeah, yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of you know, like that. You know where Hanna Barbera made a lot of their money from? There, if you ever watch those Hanna merchandising. Bar- yes. Well, not initially not. though. Um. Right, they they had a they had a crazy library of sound effects, and they would rent them out. They would rent out those like patented sound of or not patented but copyrighted sound effects to other studios making cartoons and movies. Like some of them, you definitely know. Like if you watch a Hanna Barbera cartoon, there's like like the sound of the spring, like the boing boing or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they had they had all these copyrighted sound effects, and uh, that like kept them afloat for years. And then with the advent of like computers and stuff like that they kind of lost their anyway well when i interned in uh radio for kanak uh in those early days like they were still on like you know physical carts that they'd put in like they're like giant eight tracks or whatever and they had a whole bunch of like you know everything that they played on the air was like off of cds or whatever but they had like i don't know like a dozen like cds that are all they were were sound effects yeah. i used to just sit around and just like <laughs> what does this one do you know, and like, yeah, it was fun. All right. Uh, Ryan, what you got? Current affair. A uh, band called The Sneaks. All right, let's do it. So I was gonna play a song by the Sneaks, which but, I did. You did, um, but but it turns out the one that I was thinking of, uh, I have already played on this show. Uh, almost exactly a year ago to the day. Well, no, with a month. So it was no, it was September seventh of twenty seventeen. Hey, I am the model of consistency, my friend. Oh, uh, what what? I remember a couple of years ago, I I had played a song, and then like a month later, you're like, oh, I just heard this great song on the radio. I have, we gotta listen to it, and then and you like said what it was, and I was like, dude, that I was my that was my last news song. Yeah, uh, it takes a little while to stick on the hard drive. Yeah, sometimes. you can remember the names of just really obscure people. Tommy Matola. Yeah, I don't know how to tell you. Like, I, I don't know how my brain works. I just know that sometimes it does. Uh, but anyway, we uh, we did play a sneak song, which is she's a, it's an AKA uh, Eve uh, Mulchan. Uh, she's a, a sub-pop, uh, or not sub-pop, a uh, merge artist. Uh, 
and like kind of minimalist, semi kind of a minimalist, minimalist like semi hip hop based. I feel like she could open for MIA. Would be like a really good bill. As far as a fit, yeah, yeah, like on a tour, yeah, yes. I, I think that would be like an if I were a promoter. But um, she has a similar sounding voice to MIA. MIA yeah. definitely writes more. There's a little more hooks in there. Well, the I, the song I was going to play, which I already had, um, <laughs> I think is a little more compelling than this one. But this was a decent listen. Ah, uh, it's fine. It was definitely the anti-Ariana Grande, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it was a little more um, avant-garde, if you will. I think minimalist is a... Minimalist will probably cover it. It's a very... Oh, let's... Definite... Um, the Both songs I've heard by her are... There's definitely not an onus on the melody at all, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, just... Well, apparently she came up in the Washington, D.C. DIY punk scene. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'd see her and Ian MacKay hanging out, but... No, uh, I'm just saying DIY, you know. You had me at DIY. (laughs) Well, you know, she's probably screwing around on a laptop. Anyway, like, I think there's a certain appeal to it. You know, this is maybe more my speed than most uh, Ariana Grande, but... You know, that's just where I'm living. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, it's definitely there's like some kraut rock kind of stuff in there. Like, can, can new craftwork. Yeah, slow it down. Um, Einsters in New Bouton. That's a little. That's, that's a little, industrial. That's a little actually. louder. Yeah, yeah. Than this, not bad. Uh, I'm struggling to find words other than boring. Um, repetitive. Repetitive. Yeah. There's that. But, you know, not all boring, repetitive music is bad at the end of the day. I guess. Warm. I Leather edge. That's a great example. <laughs> all right, all kids. Right, Who's all got right. next week? You do. Oh, I'm picking a Hank Williams the Third record. You told me that. Yeah, I haven't actually picked which one yet, uh, but but I've, I've had that on the back burner, uh, and I know that I've... I've already gone through. We need well, we did Hank Jr. first, and then we went to Hank Sr. And um, I don't really know a whole lot about Hank Williams III. As I understand he, it, it's, it's kind of psychobilly. He looks like his grandfather. There's like yeah. his grandfather, of course, looks like Hank Williams, being Hank Williams, of course. And then Hank Williams Jr. just lost that. Uh, he just looks like a crazy mountain man with big sunglasses. And then Hank Three looks exactly like. like Hank one. Hank one. It's kind of weird. I'm well, sure we'll touch on that. Uh, uh, when you first texted me and you told me you were going to pick a Hank three record, I read it as Hank two first, and I was like, yes. Oh, <laughs> I was, you want to do I was another? So excited. Hank Your Junior? hair looks amazing, by the way. Oh, I need a haircut back. Uh, I think I'm going to do that tomorrow. Uh, uh, the backlighting too. I think it adds a lot. It, it kind of looks like is, Oompa is it, Loompa. Am I doing it, like it a looks, rockabilly look? It, it looks like a, the Oompa Loompas, except not orange. All yeah, right. I'll, I'll take the rockabilly. Um, I I was really excited that that you were gonna pick another uh, Hank Williams Jr. album. Hey man, there are a lot of shows to go. Um, but no, I you know I've I've always kind of been curious about Hank Three, and uh, I'll do a little research and I'll I'll send out a text to you guys tonight and let you know which one I'm picking. All right. Um, but as all I really know is anecdotal. Um, and I actually I knew knew a girl who's no longer with us, but uh, she went on tour with him. Uh, and open for him and got kicked off. But anyway, kicked off the tour. Yeah, I think she had substance abuse or problems. Um, but anyhow, uh, until next week. That's uh, that. That's shame. Yep. yep. Just do it. Just just <laughs> say it's, it. It's so tough without him here. I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. I'm Shane. This is somebody likes it. <laughs>